When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Ellie Nick, co-host Catherine Brandt, and Andy Brandt-Bernard. And we'll be right back. Tamson Grieg will join us right after this with the family. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer. And get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Leave the Sultans of Swing. Good song. I love this band, Dire Straits. It's all true. Andy, let me know when Tamsin's ready to go, and we'll move forward with the show. I think she Oh, she is on Kameen Patry right now. We like it. Being on time, it's a wonderful thing. Andy, just let me go when we're Let me know when we're ready to go, and we're we ready to go. are, in fact, ready to go. Tamsin Grieg with us. How are you? Hello. I'm going to have to stop you right there because I might just need to say how to say my name. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah? You might say what? <laughs> how to say her name. How to name. pronounce it. Okay. I'd like okay, to hear how you say your it's, name. It's Tamsin Greg. 
What is Greg? Okay. Now, see, I've seen the name twice. Some people do pronounce it Greg in America, and others pronounce it Greg. So, we will go with Tamsin yeah. Greg because That's what it is said. your name. <laughs> I will do that from now on. I promise. Yeah, let's call me Tamsin Greg because that's actually correct. <laughs> because it's correct. Yes, we could do it because it's actually correct and that wouldn't be a bad deal. Chanson, you have no idea how excited Tom was to talk to you after he found out that you were on Black Books. I love Black Books. <laughs> oh, God, I love that show. Such a great show. Do you? How did you find yes. Black Books? How did you come across it? I have no idea. I think it was on PBS. Years ago. We, I don't know, I don't know I how don't I stumbled. It's, it's kind of an obscure um, show in the United States anyway. And it's just it's yeah. wonderful. Very, very funny. It must have been difficult to keep a straight face while you were doing that show. <laughs> I, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. I have wasted so much time with my just my ridiculous laughing and just wasting time, wasting people's good time. No, it was, uh, seriously, we never missed an episode. It was absolutely wonderful. Epic's upcoming limited series, Belgravia, created by the genius behind Downton Abbey, Julian Fellows. It premieres on the network on April 12th. Ladies and gentlemen, Tamsin Greg is with us. Um, I, you know, I, if we knew one another better, Tamsin, I, w- I would like to give you a compliment. So, so just let's assume that you and I have known each other for four minutes so I can say whatever I want, okay? <laughs> Listen, listen, if you want to give me a compliment, I am not going to stop you. <laughs> well, it is a compliment to all of all of uh, British television and movie making. I, I do think, and, and look, I, I don't choose sides in any of this stuff. I'm just not that political a person. So whether it's, you know, Donald Trump or it's, you know, Joe Biden or Barack Obama, it doesn't really matter to me. That's not my, my point. Hollywood, though, I really wish they would dial it back on the politics because we... Look, we just saw 1917, a British film, phenomenal movie, no politics involved in it. You know, sometimes it's it, politics are mentioned in British programming, but it's tempered, uh, and it's just a, a joy to be, to get away from it once in a while. The the American fixation with politics in entertainment. Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, people are are attracted and attached to programs which are about a party, it's about storytelling and about reminding what it is to be human. And, uh, you know, let's remember, of course, that we're in families generally, and that's political with a small piece. Uh, so mm-hmm. how, you know, we engage with the politics of just being alive and just getting through the next moment without actually killing the person next to you. <laughs> I understand that completely. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I uh, no, I, I look. I, all I'm saying is, it's just such such a relief to walk away going. My, I didn't have to hear how horrible someone is, you know. Uh, so I really appreciate that. The laughs we got from Black Books were just fantastic. Belgravia. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. I, yes, I'm a big Downton Abbey fan, and Julian Fellows is one of my favorite people on the planet. So. I cannot wait to see yeah, it. Yeah, it's very exciting. This is a this is a, a kind of departure for him because it's an adaptation of, of his novel of the same name, Belgravia, that it came out uh, a few years ago, and it's a um, it's different to Downton in that it's a standalone six part series, so it it is complete in and of itself. It's not a continuing drama, and it's in 
because of that, incredibly satisfying. Because you see this time bomb just being set off at the, in the first episode, and then this the awful kind of inevitability of what's going to happen over these six episodes. And that's all you get. It's like a delicious meal, and then you have to go home. <laughs> well, I do understand. Yes, I do understand that. Tom Wilkinson is in the show. I, he's another guy I just think the world of. What a talent. He's so amazing in this show because that, uh, I think that part in, in, in Lighter Hands could, uh, could be overlooked because uh, he just um, uh, follows a very tender plow of the person who is morally upright and yet heartbroken, which he deals with um, incredibly graciously, because he has also lost a child. Um, and uh, he just deals with that. And I think that that's what's really interesting about the story, because at the heart of it, it's about four sets of four people, two, two sets of parents, who have who are combined and uh, over over a massive divide of class, combined by the leveling nature of grief. They are all mm. grieving the loss of their of a child. And that, I oh. think, is, is the heart of it. And, uh, and, you know, people uh, people are drawn to that, aren't they? How do you survive the worst possible thing? You know, the loss of Absolutely. your own child. Mm-hmm. Have, have people lost the ability to, to realize that maybe my life isn't as bad as I like to think it is because at least that never happened to me? Uh, that's the way I look at that whole thing. I don't understand how people overcome grief like that. No. And whenever I think I'm having a tough day, I think, well, I still have my loved ones, and that's enough for me. Yeah, but, you know, I think that given the, uh, I'm going to get a little bit political on you here, Tom, given the current global situation of, uh, uh, you know, of a loss of our, of our known landscape, is that actually grief is much closer than we think, because grief is not just losing a child, it's about losing what you know to be recognizable, and what you have come to, um, to call your own. If the view from my window is what I call my own, and that view changes, mm-hmm. we naturally go through a human process of grieving. And I think that uh, this is a, you know, it's a, it's a macro look at something that is micro within all our hearts. Oh, I think that is true. And good I think way to put it. It is a really good way to put it. Have you been working on that speech? I'd just like to know, <laughs> Tamsin. That was, that was very good. Yeah, Tom, listen, I heard that I would be talking to you and Catherine, and I just was up all night and thought, what happened? <laughs> she called Julian. Would you write she me some Julian stuff? Write some stuff so I could talk to Tom about it. You know, I, sh- I should mention very briefly, Tom, so right in the middle here, my last name is Barnard, which is a, is a British-Scottish name in derivation. I think it's mostly Scottish. But, but me calling you Greg earlier, uh, I went to the doctor last week, in, uh, in Florida. We're in Florida. Originally from Minnesota, but we're in Florida right now. So I went to the doctor because I had a little bit of a sore throat and I wanted to make sure it was all right. And the man yeah. comes out and seriously said, now my name is B-A-R-N-A-R-D, Barnard, like Barnard College or Barnard yeah. Castle in Scotland, that way. He comes out and says, and yeah. he was totally serious, Tom Barnyard. <laughs> and I said, what? He goes, Tom Barnyard. I said, you- oh, laugh it up, Tamsin. Now all of a sudden it's funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't tell me you didn't get that as a child constantly. Well, I did, of but course the, guy, you did. the guy actually thought my name was Barnyard. It's like, That's there's no Y in my name. name. I think you should change it to Barnyard. I think it suits you better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about if I change my name? I'll change my name from Tom to Greg instead of Greg. Or Farmer. Greg Barnyard. <laughs> what do you think? Greg Barnyard. Definitely, I'd buy his album. <laughs> <laughs> you buy all the albums ever on earth. Um, looking back, you know, uh, through your your uh, storied career, like 1990, I believe you started uh, your kicking your career into high gear. Correct? That's you kind of kicked off your career in 1990. Is that right? Yes, I'm a thousand years old. A thousand? That's only 30 years. Join so the club. Yeah, we're all. That's true. We're all a thousand years old. But what a wonderful career, isn't it? When you first lit out to do this, you, you, looking back now, you got to be going, my God, what a career. Uh, well, I'm glad it looks great from the outside because it feels pretty good from the inside. And what's really amazing mm-hmm. is that, you know, a lot of British actors will do this thing of going, well, I'll, I'll establish myself in this country, and then hopefully I'll get a show in America, that will give me a, a broader platform, and what happened to me was I managed to get on an American show that was actually an American-based co-production, a show called Episodes. And I mm-hmm. didn't have to go to America. Now, there's nothing wrong with your country. I just don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that nice? But look, Tamsin, so I if you came here... Bad because I like being able to stay at home. And, you know, we filmed all of it in London. I came to, uh, to L.A., have to remember LA is not America though. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. call it La La Land for pretty, a reason. Pretty much true. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much Someone true. Someone who said to me before I went to LA for the first time, be very careful. It's death by encouragement. <laughs> you know, the only problem is if you don't want to come and stay in America, how are we ever going to get the show together, Grieg and Barnyard in the morning? What do you think? <laughs> Oh, I mean, we're talking to each other now. Look what's possible. Absolutely. You take the lead, and I'll just kind of lean back and make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> we can call it Zoom, Barnyard. <laughs> Zoom, Barnyard. We're ready to go. No, I, I will tell you, we've always enjoyed your work, seriously. Uh, and I don't want to go over the top on you on Black Books because you've done so many wonderful things. But but that show caught us. I loved your character in the in the show. And Belgravia is on the list now. If you're in it, we'll watch it, young lady. <laughs> well, thank you so much for saying young. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Not that I'll watch your work. Young. She's two years younger than me. I know. She's a youthful person. I can be any age. You can watch Belgrade yes, you'll you see it. <laughs> All right, so we'll get the radio, the morning radio talk show, Greg and Barnyard. We'll get it up and running, and then I'll give you a call. All right? Okay, I'm so excited about that because I can do it from my bed. Yeah. <laughs> really sounds like you've got a lot of excitement in your voice. It really sounds like a Tamsin. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Tamsin Greg, ladies and gentlemen, Belgravia premieres on April 12th. Thank you so much for your time. What a joy talking to you. Really, really had a good time. Thank you. You too. Bless you. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Bye-bye. I love oh, her. Yeah, you know, British women. Yeah. What's that? She had like a static behind her. It was a weak signal. We had, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, a weak very signal. weak signal. Well, she's in England, so yeah. that'll happen, I, I guess. I don't know. Hopefully it sounds better. I mean, I was having a hard time hearing what she yeah. had to say with headphones yeah. on, so mm-hmm. hopefully this, hopefully it can get cleaned up on the audio somehow. You know, she fought against Scotland for getting their independence. Who did? She did. Tamsin? Yeah. Oh, she did? Yeah. She didn't yeah. want Scotland to get their independence? Yeah, she was one uh, of the top people. A lot of people in oh, England. I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that, absolutely. Um, who puts together these lists, Andy? What list? WS Media Manager. Is that who that's it is? That's Cassie. Cassie. Oh, that's Cassie? You know. Remember Cassie? Cassie. Is, well, the only problem is Cassie. <laughs> the reason I said her name was Greg because you have it spelled G-R-E-I-G one place and G-R-I-E-G another place. So I assumed it no, had No, that be. comes from the publicist. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, she yeah. didn't write that. No. So the publicist wrote yes. that part. Uh-huh. But that, that's what makes it hard is when, when they put two different spellings and you go, well, it's probably not Greg then. I've never understood why publicists don't do a phonetic. I know. Could you, you know, yeah. like they do on the, AP, on the wire. Check your work. Yeah, exactly. Not on a bad idea, yeah. I think, anyway. But, no, she was great. Tamsin Greg. No, Greg. I almost said Greg. Greg. Tamsin Greg, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Epics. Uh, the channel Epics. There's Epic. There are two different Epics channels, right? There's Epics. Um, and I Epics. don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I'm but sure you can find it. Bel- yes. Belgravia. You have uh, you have four days to track it down. Belgravia. Belgravia uh, premieres on uh, Epics Network on April 12th with Tamson Greg. We'll take a break. Be right back with the family. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The XCheck app brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The XCheck app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. XCheck. Safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. 
Girls, we're back. L.A., Andy, we just got a notification from Morton Steakhouse that you can get a uh, 12-ounce prime burger. 12-ounce hamburger. That's a hamburger. A 12-ounce hamburger and a bottle of wine for $19. You would love that, Alex. You should get one for Alex. There you go. <laughs> She'll take the <laughs> wine and leave the hamburger. <laughs> leave, take the wine two, and leave the hamburger. Two rare burgers. Yeah, two very rare burgers yeah. for Alex. She would, yeah, she'd really enjoy that a lot. That's That would go over huge. But, yeah, it's uh, – and for people who have never been to – there used to be a Morton's downtown Minneapolis in the Galleria, I think it was. Oh. <clears throat> it was downstairs, though, and Minnesotans will not go downstairs to eat. They won't go upstairs. They will go upstairs once in a while, but they will never this, go downstairs. Still that – isn't there a buka yeah, someplace there's, there's over by Lorraine that's yeah. downstairs? Yeah. Buka yeah. Hell's Kitchen's downstairs. Yeah, not very it's many of them, top grossing restaurants it? in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Hey, it is downstairs. I've yeah. never been there. It's downstairs. <clears throat> God, isn't that weird that Pat's dead? Pat? Yeah, Pat Forcia. Didn't oh, he, yeah, didn't yeah, he yeah. help start Hell's Kitchen? I didn't know he died. I'm pretty sure he did, yeah. You know I what? Know. You're right. He well, did I die. better check and make sure. No, I'm yeah, right. you're right. I remember. He did die. Yeah, he did die. He, didn't knew, he end up in the Who's Cow for a while at the Gray Bar Hotel? I don't know about that, but... I used to have parties. I don't know, but kitchen. I always like Pat. <clears throat> Did you really? Yeah, a lot of them. I had uh, uh, Guns N' Roses played my birthday party at Hell's Kitchen. Really? Yeah, really. Five years That's ago. That's a pretty good run at it. Yeah. That's a pretty damn good run, I would say, yeah. uh, wouldn't you? Yeah. Five years ago. Well, in any case. So, yeah, I, for people who don't know about Morton's, it is a very pricey restaurant there's no doubt about that if you go there well as an example <clears throat> Catherine and i went there earlier this year no it was last year actually last year took another couple with us well andy uh, we went there with you in january yep you and melissa but last year we it was Catherine, me and and another couple we got the bill and they had uh, a bottle of wine with it but it wasn't you know the 400 hundred dollar bottle of wine or whatever they had a bottle of wine with it, and the dinner was six hundred dollars. Well, six hundred dollars. Where is that one in West Palm? <clears throat> it's on uh, Lakeview Lake and just, Flagler, almost. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know exactly where it's at. Yep, in the so, Phillips Building. The Phillips yeah, Building. Yeah, you know where yeah, the Phillips Building yeah. is. I know. Exactly yeah, it's right there. So you know, it's a nice deal having it there. But I mean, during this thing, you talk about a dream. You got to have, but basically a half a block walk to go pick up some of the best food in town. Their food is really good. Yeah, the food is good. They have shrimp cocktail where the shrimp are about the size of a baseball bat. It's like Jesus. I don't even know where we get that stuff. You know, but yeah, it's just it's a nice thing that, and it's very smart, by the way. You want to talk about bringing people in later down the line, offer them food that's going to go bad if you don't sell it. That's the other thing that you have to remember <laughs> is if they don't sell that food, it's going to go bad, and they'll get nothing for it. Uh, they're selling the meat out of the store like it's a butcher shop. So that's, that's a good, a good idea. I think good it's idea. frozen, isn't it? Is it frozen? I think it might be frozen. I'm not yeah, sure. I, I saw that. a takeout. Like one of these restaurants had free roll of toilet paper with every order over 20 bucks. Yeah. Oh, my God. At one time, I would have done it. We were getting close. <clears throat> I think I better be careful because we've got two more days left in we town. We haven't had any problems uh, with getting toilet paper. 
Or hearing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyway, I think right now I am almost certain I have 19 rolls of toilet paper in my bathroom. (laughs) 19. I was on a mission to not run out. Yes, we were. But we didn't go, you know, like... We it would just it was a situation where we would go into a store and they would happen to have toilet paper after two and a half weeks of searching for it and not finding even a roll. Yeah, all the paper products were gone. There was nothing on the shelves for all, over two weeks. Well, that's very true. Yeah, it is absolutely true. It was nothing awful. There. And most of the stores down here, there still is no toilet paper. Like most of the publics don't have toilet paper. Don't they? I haven't even looked. The one on the island does, but the rest of them, I have not seen any toilet very paper happy. there. Very happy. I'm not yeah. looking for toilet paper anymore. Hopefully, Me too. Hopefully that's something I don't have to do ever again. Mm, you search down toilet paper? Imagine, well, imagine how it is way down in, like, in the Keys. Oh, God. They shut down the keys. Yeah, they're done. They shut down the keys a couple of weeks ago. They are just like, you can't come here. Uh, only only <laughs> property owners and people that were working there could be on the island because they're just like, we. They don't. I don't even know how many hospitals they have for all the keys and oh, where they're located. I think Homestead is the closest one. Well, there's probably some smaller hospitals or medical centers somewhere, but they just couldn't. Oh, yeah, there's probably clinics. There's, yeah, they couldn't handle a big problem down there. No. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, you're probably right about that. I would. When there's say, a yeah. hurricane, everybody leaves. I hope. That would make sense. I would. Th- I yeah. would guess. So I just don't, I don't think know. they. I mean, probably of all the places that don't have a lot of ventilators, it would be the Keys. Yeah. Oh yeah, God, can you imagine? Probably. They wouldn't have any. Yeah. Yeah, I would guess they wouldn't have any at all. They just. Uh, I guess I'm never getting into NPR. I'm, you know, trying to get in there and work with uh, my buddies over at NPR. But now they have a new guy, Duchesne Drew. Do you know who he is? No. It says Duchesne Drew previously held leadership positions at the Star Tribune and the Bush Foundation. Oh. Are they talking about the George W. Bush Foundation? That that no, Bush? Probably Bush Gardens. <laughs> probably Bush Gardens, Tampa. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the Saint, oh, this is St. Paul-based Bush Foundation, where he oh, led okay. the grant-giving organization's leadership community innovation program. So, yeah, it's different. I was going to say, there's no way they would let anybody <clears throat> the, that the, came the, walk near a Republican over there. The, the Even though it's publicly funded by half Republican money. I love that. Not going to happen. Why? How do they get away with that, by the way, that we they use our tax money to keep the welfare radio afloat? I'm not going to be able to call it welfare radio anymore now that a black man's running it. Oh, you took true. away my joke, you uh, prick. They did not take that. They did not take that comment well. No, they did not like that. Take a joke for God's sake. You know, whenever anybody bristles like that, you know it's it's in their heart that they feel the same way. (laughs) I just thought it was pretty petty. I mean, they kicked me out of the studio for it. What? Yeah, I told you that. They kicked they kicked me out. They kicked you out because I called it welfare radio. Yep, they kicked me out. And Once me. again, the only reason I said that was because they accept uh, taxpayer money, correct? It's all taxpayers. Yes. All, yeah, it's all, it's it's all, all donations. Uh, well, donations. And donations. Yeah, too. So I don't understand how it is that you can be so one-sided in your political views at a place where half your money comes from the other party. Uh, how can you do that? I agree. And, I, and you know what? You, you, can know. Start, you can start right now seeing the bias on NPR. Oh, there's no doubt about it. So, look, it's not for me. You know that I've never heard NPR? I've never even heard it. 
Isn't that well, sad? They're getting more and more I, I biased because of where their money comes that's from. That's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I suppose that's true. Well, maybe he'll do a fine job. Drew will uh, have at least one friendly face when he punches in for work. Former WCCO anchor Angela Davis. Oh, he's married to Angela Davis. She's very nice. I don't know her really well, but she's a very nice person. So that's cool. Uh, I didn't. Oh, so she hosts an NPR morning talk show now. Yeah, she's been on it for a while. That. I hear. I yeah, I just that. I just love when we go to places and everybody's like, "Oh, and this is Tom Bernard. Oh, what do you do? I do a morning radio show. Oh, I only listen to NPR. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, do you? I only listen to NPR because I'm really smart. Yes. Yeah, okay, settle down. Yes, they're just weary of you know. I don't know why Nancy's an NPR fan. Is she really? Yeah, I don't. Want to, I don't get it, but she is. I think she is because I think growing up in the middle of nowhere, North Dakota, that's what you had. Well, but she yeah. also wouldn't say that to somebody. No, no, she wouldn't say it to somebody. Yeah. No way. No, never. Well, no. So congratulations to Deshane Drew, the husband of Angela Davis. So that's nice to hear. Looks like a nice enough guy. He's got a big smile on his face, so I assume he's a nice guy. I don't know. Like, I I do not understand though why somebody like that. Who has so much cash? I mean, their studios are beautiful. They do very, very well. They don't have to get ratings. They don't have to sell commercials. They don't have to really. Uh, there's no pressure on them at all. Why can't you take a joke about being called welfare radio? Have you been to the NPR studio here? Yes, many, many years ago. I used to have to use their satellite to cut commercials. Well, I'll tell you, they redid it since many, many years ago. And sure. It is sure. over the top, man. Oh, I know. It is crazy over top. They have a. They even have a drum room. They have everything. They have stuff that nobody ever touches for years. Because they have a, I know a, they a live I... music studio. They have everything. You know, the one thing about that I will never forget is when I got there to do my very first one. Because again, back in the day, they were the only ones who had a satellite because they were so expensive. They could buy it with again the taxpayers' money. You know, God bless them. That was good. I got no problem with that. But I, when I got there, they said, okay, we, we have rules. I said, okay, what are the rules? Uh, you will have a, uh, an, uh, a chief engineer, you'll have a board op engineer, and you'll have a microphone engineer. And I said, what? They said, yeah, do not touch the microphone. That's someone else's job. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I, I just... Uh, don't touch the microphone. Oh, it's union, right? It's union. Yeah, it's always oh, big-time yeah. union. But, but still, why would I touch your microphone anyway? I don't understand why, why you would want – why you even said that. Why would I touch your microphone? It makes no sense to me. Is it to you? Well, I mean, it is true that microphones have to be positioned relatively yeah. uh, precisely, but it's something anyone mm-hmm. can learn. You don't need a person who just does that. No. Yeah, I don't know why they did they had such a fit about it. First of all, I am not a board op, so wherever you want to put the microphone where it sounds best works for me. I, I don't care. I don't, I don't need to touch your microphone. I hardly the microphone I have in front of my face right now. I may have touched oh over the last three years. I probably touched it about three times. Maybe about once a year I touch it because there's no reason to touch it. Yeah, doesn't. you know. But uh, explain to me why it is that people. Particularly people who think they're really, really smart, why do they just have no sense of humor about themselves? What is that? Well, a lot of people that are really, really smart aren't all that. They, I mean, 
they might not be all that smart, so mm-hmm. they're just pretentious <laughs> to seem smarter than they really are. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. That probably is true. I, I just, I know that I did find this out because, you know, I talked to Garrison Keeler a few weeks ago now, had a nice conversation. I talked about uh, that this morning, as a matter of fact. But uh, I do know this, that when he got fired from NPR, from, actually from NPR because he was on the entire network, yep. one person called him to say they were sorry to see he was going. One mm. person out of all the people he worked well, with. Well, a lot of people don't like him. Uh, well, you could still be sorry that he got fired. No, no, he was mean to a lot of people out here. Mm. Oh, was he mean? Yeah. Well, I didn't know he was mean. Yeah. Well, what, like, how, how was he mean? Just a grouch, just mean-spirited to people. So, so like That's cats. what I hear. Yep. <laughs> just like me. <laughs> he goes, well, that's what I hear. So. Yeah. I don't I'm know. A, he I'm a known I don't personally mean. know the man, but I know people who worked on his show for years, and they all said that he's not a, you know, he was kind of a mean guy. He's well, not. Oh, they all say that. Well, the ones that I knew that worked on the show. Well, I know a girl but, you who know, sang on same. his show every week, and she said he, he rarely would even speak to her. Oh, is that right? Yeah. The one thing you have to understand about that kind of stuff, though, is that I they they, they people go after me all the time because of you know COVID nineteen. They had to furlough a number of people from the show, and they're going to furlough even more. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to miss pretty much every Friday for the next four months. So they can uh, look. I didn't have to do this. I could have just said no. I don't want any part of that stuff. The other people on the show can be furloughed for a week or two or three or whatever it's going to be. Uh, but I'm just going to do my. I could have done that because I, you know, I have a guaranteed contract. Well, they all but say I didn't. They all say you're mean too. <laughs> well, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's the exact point. I cannot tell you how much money that I've kicked back in to protect people's jobs. And I get stabbed in the back more than any living human on earth. So I do understand that. Well, you're a big target, that's why. Well, but Garrison Keeler, maybe. When I talked to him, he could not have been nicer. I will tell you, he was very. He called me back because I told Neil Justin, the writer, or I shouldn't say I told him, I asked Neil Justin, the writer, if he would ask, uh, if he would ask Garrison Keeler to call me. So he did call me and I had a very nice conversation with him. And he was he's a very smart guy, I will tell you that. Got a great sense of humor. He laughed his ass off the whole time we were talking. But if you had success, look, this guy grew up in Anoka with nothing. He was a very poor kid in Anoka. Achieved all that international success. Did very, very well. So, of course, they hated him because they hate that. Why do people hate? See, I had always admired that. It's like, man, I, that's what I want to do. I want to succeed like this well, guy. Prairie Home oh, Companion was a pretty big hit across the country. Oh, it was yeah, huge. Big hit. It was huge. So I just don't understand. Yeah, because I went through that again this morning. It's like, a, Tom fired Sansevier at Mordahl. It's like, yeah. Bob Sansevier is a, a really, really good friend of mine. I've known him for 35 years. Shut up. Okay, he got furloughed because what happened was, once again, the national office, like at iHeart and at, uh, at Intercom and all the other ones, the national offices of those places either fired people or furloughed people who were not under contract. They all did it. So if you know about anybody in radio in the United States who's been furloughed, I fired him. I want you to know that. Bob is a really nice okay? guy. Bob's a great guy. He really is. He's one of the nicest people I know. I talked to Bob today, as a matter of fact, and we were laughing about that whole thing. It's like, oh, my God. See, but, the, you know, you've got one or two Bob's people. That's why Bob's nice and you're mean, so automatically it's your fault. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mean guy. <laughs> Tom is a mean guy. <sighs> yeah, someday I'm going to write a book and just go back and just all these people. Bob wants to write it for you. I know Bob wants to write the, the, the story. Oh, do we have me. Kostaki coming on? Yes. We do. We should take a break. We'll be right back. Kostaki is up next with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Hi, it's Tom. The CDC says cancers associated with overweight and obesity make up 40% of cancers diagnosed in the U.S. The CDC also tells us that people with heart disease, diabetes, and lung disease carry increased risk of complications from the coronavirus. We know that losing excess weight improves our health, our heart, and can reverse type 2 diabetes. Do what I did. Lose 20 to 40 pounds or more with help from my friends, Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss, powered by Nutrimost. Become healthier before summer gets here. Ultimate makes it quick and easy. Plus, they are strong science certified for being safe and effective. To help you get healthy in this time of crisis, Ultimate is giving all clients 25% off for a limited time. Plymouth, Edina, and Woodbury. Start today by scheduling an immediate consultation. Call Ultimate Weight Loss, powered by Nutrimost. 763-333-7337, 763-333-7337, or go to ultimatewl.com. That's ultimatewl.com. Another good intro. Ooh, don't got a little Metallica. What could be better than that? Andy, you found a good uh, a good music uh, site there. I did. That'll work. It'll go over very, very well, ladies and gentlemen. We know that to be a fact. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got to mention this. Kostaki, you with us? I'm with you. I got to mention this to you because it is unbelievable. The University of Minnesota has announced because the football program is not going to probably play football this year, at least it uh-huh. looks like they might not, they could lay... Uh, about $300 million aside. They're going to lose $300 million if they don't play football wow. because the football program finances all the other sports on campus. Right, right. Yeah, these oh, are the kinds of conversations we're going to have about all this stuff here. It's tough. Ugh. Indeed. Well, Indeed baseball is so, so how you, man? They actually are floating a plan to like hide all the players in one town. It's just a fantasy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, Arizona, right? In Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, we're going to do a, We're going to do an NFL draft. Everyone better enjoy that. That could be the last big sporting event for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, Kostaki, I'm glad actually this occurred to me while you were on with us. You work with a lot of sports station. What the hell are they talking about? Well, it's a good question. You know what? I uh, Most of oh. my radio calls are to non-sports stations, and so I haven't really oh, kept really? up. Okay. I've, I've been kind of hiding. I had a report from uh, from one of my guys that I taught. He's a, he's a morning guy on, like, the rock station. He said that their sports talk, he, like, listened in the car on the way in one day, and they were talking about Tiger King. <laughs> so, oh, I, God. I mean, what do you? there's only so much sports talk you can do when there's no sports, I guess. 
Well, that's, I mean, we have K-Fan in this market. I don't know what the hell they're going to talk about because the Vikings drive their ratings like there's no, I mean, that's, their ratings are based on the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, not to say the people don't, that work there aren't talented. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that, man, the Vikings drive their ratings like there's no, they always have. When I worked at uh, KSTP for Hubbard, we had the Vikings. Man, in Viking season, you didn't have to worry about the ratings at all because they were going to be there. Wow, you know? that's interesting. Yeah, right. I mean, football's king. I mean, you know, there's there's some other there's yes. some other good sports around that they do they do a good job. But in America and, and this in this age, football is king. I actually just listened to Sports Radio the other day, and they were talking all about trades. Oh, right, God. that's all they How were talking boring. about was trading. I feel like there's a little bit of uh, you know fingers in the ears. La la la. Everyone's pretending we're going to yeah. have the full seasons. You know, like I don't foresee it happening. I hope so. I hope we can come up with some no crowd, test the players right before the game solution. That would be great. They're still playing soccer in other countries with no people in the stadiums. Why aren't they doing that here? Well, we've done it here for years. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean with football. I mean with football. Snap. I love it. We're way ahead of the curve on that yeah, idea. Right <laughs> we, we just got a new soccer stadium in our, in Twin Cities, so I'm sure there Oh, really? Yep. That's cool. I, I was actually surprised, but yeah, they built a big soccer stadium here. I don't know who's going to it, but they built I, it. I mean, it's about time. We're finally, I'm 50, we're finally a generation of grown-ups who played soccer as children, right? So mm, it makes me. sense that soccer would sort of eke into the culture, but yeah, it, it's not top it's not top five sports. I think in America. Americans need higher numbers. One, one to two doesn't work. <laughs> two to and one scores. That's a pretty scores, big yeah. game, right? That's, yeah. a, that's a pretty exciting game. I mean, one to two. Hockey barely got through. You know, it's... Uh, that's right. <laughs> well, I, I, I assume I'm a lot like a lot of other people, where I feel like I'm home. I can't go anywhere to work. So uh, it's getting a little Groundhog Day here. Um, and so I brought to to you guys today an kind of monologue about second tier holidays. Uh, not every holiday is Christmas, right? There's a lot of these other holidays on the calendar. Uh, so Groundhog Day, let's start with that. If I lived in a cold climate like you guys, I would find that groundhog and duct tape his eyes shut. Like you're not going to see a damn thing. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> Time for winter. Yeah, to that's end. nice. Well, it, because it, we're in this such a strange universe now i feel like attention to some of these you know details are important to keep our sanity so some of these people know about some don't uh january 11th amelia Earhart day i didn't know how you're supposed to celebrate that I well guess that's my birthday so is it really my oh, birthday there you go did you know that it was amelia Earhart day <laughs> i did <laughs> wow <laughs> what do you do to it's celebrate trending on twitter <laughs> <laughs> i do that a lot anyway uh, yeah i went, one time I wished a woman a happy Amelia Earhart day. She told me to get lost, and I said, that's the spirit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's the spirit, baby. Uh, February 8th is Boy Scout Day. I was going to do a Michael Jackson joke here, but I already have my hack comedy merit badge. Uh, <laughs> well, there's one good one. It was Joan Rivers. She was the only one that ever had a good Michael Jackson joke. Oh, what was it? Remember the group Boys to Men, the yeah, R&B sure. group Boys to Men? Uh. I was talking to my friend the other day 
Unfortunately, uh, boys to men, Michael Jackson thought it was a delivery service. No. <laughs> Ow! That's oh. a funny line. That's a funny line. That's a great I, line. She was yesterday. pretty funny, man. I used she to have a Joan hilarious. Rivers joke. I had a, I had a Joan Rivers joke. I did my act once in a while. Um, see if I could piece it together here on the fly. Joan Rivers used to co- used to guest host for Johnny Carson. Yes. Yeah. And then she got an offer, mm-hmm. and she did a late-night show uh, opposite Johnny, and he mm-hmm. never talked to her again. Never. And you can still see the look of surprise on her face. <laughs> <laughs> That's cold. <laughs> a, little, a little mechanical work. Yeah. Kind of, you yeah. Know, uh... A little. I had, to kind of, I had to kind of piece it together on the fly. It, didn't, it wasn't smooth. She was kind of, no, crushed. She was kind of crushed by that, though. I'm sure. Yeah, it affected her for life. Yeah. I mean, I can understand. Yeah, uh, I can see both sides of that conversation, right? Yeah. Business is business. Yeah, right. Right. It's all uh, true. i got I to right. tell you something, Kostaki, very quickly. Sure. I'm looking at the Star Tribune, and sometimes I go, you know, I was born in Minnesota, raised in Minnesota, but sometimes I wonder, do they really know what it's like outside of Minnesota? Because there's a story in the Star Tribune about where to pick up Easter and Passover dinners, okay, where to to get takeout, you know, for Easter and Passover, right? Okay. Today is April 8th. You know what April 8th is? Today is the first day of Passover. Right. So as a sample meal, they have a picture of a ham dinner. (laughs) No, they don't. Yes, they no. do. Well, you can look it up on the Star Tribune website. Just because it's close God. to Easter. No, it's it's actually Passover today it starts. Yes. And they have a ham dinner up there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I'm a bad guy for going with welfare radio. Okay, what? whatever. It's, uh, you know, it's a suggested meal. It's, you know, it's one of the options you can have. <laughs> That's funny. Definitely I don't celebrate Passover myself, but I have been uh, passed over in show business. How do I celebrate Thank that? You. I, Thank you. Know, you. Is yeah. it whiskey? It's all about you. What? Well, <laughs> all don't, about me. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else we got here? February, Black History Month, and leap year, so we got a little. We got an extra day of Black History. That's always good. Uh, sure. February is also National Dental Month, but you never hear about that. It gets no press. I wonder what? if that pisses off the dentist, you know. Well, they, do that, they, do have the highest, they do have the highest suicide rate of any profession. Dentist? They do. Yeah, yeah, dentist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you never see that on the brochures. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wonder why. I don't know, they, I don't know if they still do. Is a stressful job just, or something? Well, looking in somebody's mouth all day. Yeah, imagine mad. some of the people you get in, you know. Well, a proctologist no would be. Are they high suicide, too? No, but they get paid a lot more money. That's true. <laughs> I think dentists do all right. Dentists, dentists do pretty good, yeah. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, yeah they do. They do yeah. all right. Uh, it's true. Let's see here. St. Patrick's Day. I looked this up. He was a missionary, St. Patrick. And he was so, Irish, right? Yeah. So... Yeah. So on March 17th, I celebrate by pounding green beer and making love to my wife face-to-face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. <laughs> she goes, oh, dear. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> uh, Arbor Day, you don't hear much about Arbor Day. You know why? No pamphleting. Not, not, not get the word out. Love it. Yeah, you're uh, right. Chalkboards only. 
April 23rd, traditionally bring your daughter to work day. But this year it's more uh, your daughter watches you sit at home and not work day. It's uh, very different. Uh, oh, God, it's tough. Yeah. Mother's Day, uh, second Sunday in May. It's not even a specific date. You know, that's moms making up whatever rules they want. Why can't we have it on a particular date, Mom? Because I said so. <laughs> well... Father's Day is in, is in June. It's really the only other. It's really the only holiday in June. You know why that is? Because that's what fathers ask for. Can we just have one month where we don't have to buy anybody a freaking present, please? Oh my god! Fourth uh, of July. Um, you always buy fireworks from some guy named Crazy Eddie, right? You always see the billboards. Sure. Like, I don't want to buy fireworks from a crazy guy. I want to buy my fireworks from anal retentive Eddie. That's who I want to talk to. Where's, <laughs> where's cautious Larry and meticulous Marty? <laughs> I want to talk to attention to detail Dave. Yes. If you steal fireworks, is that a three-finger discount? These are the jokes, everybody. These <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are the jokes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Wait till your daughter's old enough to understand that this is what you do for a living. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of trouble, man. I know. My 11-year-old is already there. She's like, this is it, huh? Okay, well. It's <laughs> great, Dad. So, so do I get a college fund? <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's not working out. Talk to mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Labor Day, of course, we celebrate by not working. That's weird. You don't right. you don't chop down trees on Arbor Day. You don't get married on Independence Day. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> September 16th, I'm not making this up, Step Family Day, to which I can only say, you're not my real holiday. Uh, my real holiday. I like it. Presents and fireworks and turkey. You can celebrate <laughs> Step Family. <laughs> turkey. Turkey. You can celebrate Step Family Day whenever you want. Like, say, every other weekend or Wednesday nights. You know, whenever you, whenever you like. Uh, Leif Erickson Day. Here you go. I don't know how you celebrate Vikings. Maybe you overpay Kirk Cousins and then not make the playoffs. Maybe oh, not. there we go. I knew it was coming. Here it is. I couldn't agree more, though, by the way. <laughs> that guy. Has anybody done more with less? Since Yoko Ono, the Kirk Cousins, that guy, he's, he's made some good money. Where does he rank in the current NFL quarterbacks? I don't think he does. Suck why? He's like the 12th best. He's, you know, he's good, but he's not. <laughs> 12th he's been paid best. Like a, he's been paid like an elite quarterback for several years. It's crazy. It's amazing. No, I know that, I, what, it's like $30 million a year or something. Wow. It's some crazy number. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It is He's unbelievable. He's the 15th best quarterback. He's the 10th best. He's somewhere in there, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's good. Yeah. But he's not great. Yeah. He hasn't he's really pro- great money. He hasn't really proven anything yet. I I kind of I kind of like the guy, but it's amazing how much he has leveraged the system. I mean, he has played it perfectly. It's crazy or, or how is, much money he's made. A- who is it, who is his agent? Uh <laughs> I don't know if it's the agent as much as sort of the happenstance of the situations that he's wound yeah. up in where he, the Redskins sort of held off and didn't pay him, and then he had a good season, and then they had to pay, they franchise tagged him, then he leveraged that to the next one, and then, you know, teams were in dire straits, and he was sort of the one big-name guy that was available, and the Vikings got him and paid him a bundle, and then they just gave him an extension. It's crazy how much money he's made. Anyway. 
Uh, You're absolutely right. The third Saturday in October, Sweetest Day. Can we pull a President's Day and just combine Sweetest Day and Valentine's Day and anniversary and birthday into one? For the love of God, I like you already, Day. Just to simplify it. Uh, Fourth Sunday in October is Mother-in-Law Day. It's what Wife's Day is going to look like in 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. National Works School Lunch me. Week uh, in October. A week? Are there seven days of food to celebrate? Mothers get a day. Sloppy Joe gets a week. Does that make any sense? Uh, oh, I like Sloppy Joes, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you take. I really do. I like Sloppy Joes. <laughs> That's the like Homer Simpson Joe's response. Then. Sloppy Joes. Ooh, Sloppy Joes. <laughs> 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 well, that is true. You're absolutely right about that. All right, this could be the closer. October 15th is White Cane Safety Day. It's when we celebrate the achievements of the visually impaired. Hey, who saw that holiday coming? Good night, everybody. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Great to be here. i got to read you one thing before you go, young man. I have to read this to you. Bill de Blasio, the Uh, mayor of New York, just said something that is the most idiotic thing I've ever seen. And he once again is trying to use people as a human shield. You know what he said? Mm-hmm. He said the coronavirus is hitting people of color really hard in New York. 58% of New York is people of color. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so wouldn't that make sense? Yeah. That right. more I, people of color would be getting it, it if that's who that lives race there? card in there. They just I, do, don't they? They, they got to play the race card. I saw an article like about that. that yesterday. I kind of, my eyebrows raised at the, I, I've seen two different angles about race just in the last 24 hours. One is yeah. the trepidation that, uh, that uh, people of color will have to put masks on because they're, they've, they're already wandering around in a universe where they're sort of, you know, they, they're suspicious characters to whitey. And, and then this, this premise that, that they're more likely to have problems with coronavirus because of lower income and less access to health care. I don't know. So, I guess at some level that's true, but I'm surprised. But too. why didn't that's they a, just that's say... That's a discussion this week. Why didn't they just say poor people? They don't have to mention skin color. It's hitting all poor people but, really but hard. like Biden said, poor people are just as smart as white people. <laughs> he did actually say that, which is, that is right? amazing. Yes, he did. That, yes, that's hilarious. If you wrote that into a sketch, someone would go, "No, that's, that's yeah, crazy. for real. That's not believable." Oh, no, he said it. Trust me, <laughs> he did. I heard him say. He said that's that. a really funny, like uh, Freudian slip. Yeah. That's that's great. Very just revealing. As smart as, <laughs> poor people are just smart as white people. Yeah, the actual headline is: Mayor says virus has hit Black Hispanic New Yorkers hard. Because that's who lives there, Mayor. Yeah, right. Fifty-eight percent of the population make, is black and Hispanic. You make a good point, Tom. I'd like to see. I would like to see somebody break it down a little further. Is, is it is it about color or is it about yeah. poor? Yeah, it's right. about being poor. It is right. about being poor. There's no doubt about it. Right. Right. All right, Pally. All right. Always likes. a pleasure, guys. Hang in Always there. Always a pleasure, young man. Stay we'll talk safe. to you later. We'll talk soon. All right. See you. Thanks a lot. That's going to do like it. Your Joan, Rivers, your Joan Rivers impression nope. was almost the same as your Bernie Sanders impression. <laughs> <laughs>
What are you talking about? It is not even close to my Bernie Sanders. All right, so I, uh, They asked me to do some work in the kibbutz, so uh, they kicked me out because I wouldn't work. That is so funny. God, what a loser. I can finally go after Bernie Sanders because he's out of the race. What an absolute lunatic that man is. Crazy Bernie, man. Crazy Bernie. He's very upset. That's all I know. He's always upset. Always. It's all true. All right. All I know is that a lot of white people get off their podcasts at 108 in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. That's what I've heard anyway. What else do you have to do, huh? (laughs) Uh, To you later. (laughs) Thank you.